0: This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash podcast and like the show and then give money. You know how it works. You're,
1: like, you've gotten worse at that I somehow. I really have.
0: Speaking <laughs> of which... You just got back from a wedding. Yes. Your brother's wedding. Yes. How did that go? It
1: was magical and incredible. Um, So it's Friday night as we're recording. Yeah. Um, He got married on Thursday, um, and I officiated the wedding. It was so much fun. I was extremely nervous about the ceremony because um, his wife's family is. Very very Catholic, very religious, and so there was a little tension around whether they're going to be, like, super thrilled with my particular brand. Because you don't
0: look like a priest. I
1: don't. The, my aunt made the same joke three times about, where are your robes? And, oh, landed every time. <laughs> every time, funniest. Um, but, yeah, it was really, really, really wonderful. Um, we just talked a lot about what family means and what it means to pick your person and symbolism and... All that stuff. It was genuinely incredible. I had the time of my life. Um, today, we all got up and had brunch and went on an architectural boat tour of Chicago.
0: Which is good if you're ever coming to Chicago. Incredible. Like, that's the touristy thing to do.
1: The guy's name is Dave. We were on Wendella cru- cruises, that's Wendella the one. boats. Yeah. It was incredible. It was so much fun. Um, but yeah, so I have just been like running around for about 72 <laughs> hours straight. I am exhausted. I got home
0: and then I 30 said, minutes ago and have was from like <laughs> this wedding and yeah. let's do this.
1: So I've done zero research That's, and you, um, I'm just along for the ride. Just, hap- Hemet, just happy to be here sharing my Friday night with you, my friend.
0: Welcome back.
1: Thank you. I'm so tired.
0: <laughs> well, let's start and with. I also want yes, to say yes. I have
1: been completely absent from the news. Like I did not have oh, my good. phone on me all all I the will yesterday. Catch you so up. I watched the Tuesday night debates. Did not see last night's debates. Not last so night's Wednesday, Wednesday night debates. I have no idea what the fuck is happening right now.
0: Uh, Trump is still president. That's all that. Yeah,
1: that's a really rough start in an architectural cruise when the first building they show you is the Trump Tower. <laughs> really drags it down. What do they say
0: about it? Like this is the ugliest building. Uh,
1: it was very pragmatic. It was like <laughs> this building was built in this day, and then it was bought by these people for this amount of money. Moving on, like <laughs> it was.
0: And then they give you these elaborate histories of every of everything other building. else. Yeah. Oh, it was. I think super the Chicago fun. Tribune's art. Architecture critic was like this thing is an eyesore. Okay, when it came out, and then every like Trump got mad at him, and he's like, "I'm still right." <laughs> okay,
1: I obviously hate Trump and everything he stands for. I don't think that building is ugly. I think the building is fine until he put his name, name on it's, four store. Yeah. Like, if you haven't seen it, he put Trump on.
0: The he Chicago, does what he always does. The
1: Chicago Riverfront front is pristine. Mm-hmm. It is a once like uh, this amazing piece of like architecture you it's history and modernism and watching like the stories of architectural trends going through and everything is gorgeous and then on the river facing sorry Siri thought I was watching talking to her <laughs> um on the the river facing side of the trump tower he put Trump, in like they're literally two story tall, each letter.
0: Yeah, it looks like
1: garbage. It's just the Chicago
0: skyline and the word Trump.
1: It's so it's
0: where you hold the rallies, like the protest rallies in Chicago. It's just so you could see it in the background, which which does help. Everyone knows where to go.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does make (laughs) a really easy meeting spot for people. Um, it's all too bad. There you go. Anyway, anyway.
0: Here, I'll catch you up.
1: Okay. Yeah. Just... Uh,
0: we now have new information on how many creationists are in the United States. I
1: swear to God, I thought you were going to tell me we have new information on like the Ark Encounter numbers. And I was like, I'm no, no, leaving. No, no, no. I did not come home for this. I got other
0: Ark Encounter stuff, but <laughs> do that, you? This, that ain't Ugh. it. But okay. So Gallup does a poll every couple of years, mm-hmm. every now and then. And they ask you, you have three options. Pick one. Uh, are you, do you think God created us? just as we are in the past, like, what, 10,000 years? 10,000 years. Um, Do you think we evolved, but God guided it, Uh which is the wishy-washy middle path? Right. Or do you think we evolved and God had nothing to do with it, which is how reality works? So you have three options. (laughs) Only one of them is right. (laughs) Um, Here's the new numbers. 22% of people get it Right. That's it? We evolved. God had nothing to do with it. 22%. That is an all-time high for 22% Gallup.
1: 22% is an all-time, all-time high. All-time high. Only 22, oh, but fuck. it's still
0: higher than the 19%, which was also a record high from like oh a God. year and a half ago or okay. something. Okay, so 22%. 40% are young earth creationists.
1: You're lying. No.
0: So roughly twice as many are young Earth creationists. Forty
1: percent of Americans yeah. are young Earth creationists. Yeah.
0: Now, a couple two years I'm, ago when they did this poll, it was thirty eight percent, and that was the all time low. It's basically uh, slightly higher, but maybe I, it's I, a
1: dead cat bounce, and it doesn't mean anything. That's exactly
0: right. It could just be a little bounce that happens in these surveys. Uh-huh. It's we don't know if it's a trend yet. Yeah but it's roughly the same as it was had before. Had it been
1: historically on the decline?
0: Prior uh yes, to that? it okay. had I mean we are talking from a, a all-time high of 47% roughly 2000 was 47%. I you were to say 47% in
1: 1932. No, yeah, no. Uh
0: so now it's 38-40%. It's 40% now and then 33% take the wishy-washy middle path who cares about them, but roughly twice as many, which is the same as before. I would argue there is uh, this to me is just a blip. It doesn't mean much necessarily. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't suggest that like Trump or his conservative Christian surround- surrounders, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that they've had much of an impact. I wouldn't attribute this 2% bounce to like Ken Ham or anything sure. like that. I think it's just a little blip. Um, and I I know this is so sad to say, the little bump from 19% to 22% of people who accept reality mm-hmm. That's kind of heartwarming.
1: Can I ask you a question? Yes. Why is it a two point increase for creationists to you is essentially a rounding error, but the
0: three point, three point increase, increase, increase for reality to you
1: is like Here's a signifier. Why.
0: Here's why: the the little two point increase for young earth creationists it looks like there's a trend going downward for them. And this is a little blip in the other direction. So again, if it it keeps going up, then that's bad. Uh, For the reality acceptors, there is a trend line that just keeps going up. Okay. And so it's not the statistical like, oh, it's two points, that's not good, or three points is great. It's more like, okay, there's a little bump in creationism in the wrong direction, but maybe it's just a bump. Yeah but the reality accepting side is just on an upward train. Sure, I hope so, that And continues.
1: so that puts, what, are at pe- 40% who believe in evolution guided by God?
0: Uh, 33%. 33%? Yep. Where yep, did yep. my math go wrong? Uh, there's a few who I think didn't want to answer the question or oh, okay. didn't, uh, yeah. So it doesn't I, add up to it. I, I
1: will say, I feel like I disagree with you on the point of like, yes, it's washy and it's kind of garbage. I'll take those people. I'll take a person who believes in evolution and like, oh, God, guided it. Like, yeah, I'll take them on my team.
0: I mean, I don't think those are the people trying to ruin science education, that's exactly so what I'll I mean. give you that. I, and I will also say for the 40% who are young earth creationists, I don't think that's 40% of Americans who are sitting around saying, yep, Ark Encounter's right. I think a good chunk of that, I have nothing to back this up. This is purely sure. anecdotal. Um, I think a good chunk of those people never think about it. This thought yeah. of where did we come from? How long have we been here? Never crosses their mind. Sure. And if you think like, well, I probably believe in God. Sure. Where did we come from? I mean, I guess God created us. That right. makes sense. When did God do it? 10,000 years? That sounds like a long ass time. Yeah.
1: They're not digesting like books about it. Yeah. Like so that. Okay. I think
0: a lot of that 40%, I think, are just apathetic to the question. This just makes sense to them. And the idea of like... Sure. That God had nothing to do with it. What? That it's sounds
1: insane. Like a bridge too far. Yeah.
0: So I, I wish we knew. I wish we knew how many of these people genuinely believed young Earth creationism versus yeah, okay, that sounds fine. Mm-hmm. Like so, I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did. Yeah. So there you go. Um, do you want to get while we're at while we're talking about creationism, let's go ahead and get the other creationist story out of the way. So, <laughs> Ark Encounter, there is. There are very few reporters, mainstream hey, for reporters. Hey, listeners,
1: Hemant loves to talk about Ark Encounter. It's, I fucking hate talking about Ark Encounter. It's so, so much money. It's, it's such it's a so fucking stupid. chore for me to do this weekend. It's not week.
0: a Trump story. <laughs> but okay, here's the interesting one. Very few mainstream reporters cover Ark Encounter, at least in a like month to month sort of sense. Because literally nobody
1: besides you cares about no, it.
0: No, I swear it, It's It's big deal. <laughs> There's one, though, Linda Blackford, who writes for the Lexington Herald-Leader, who's been covering, like, every update on Ark Encounter since well before it opened. Mm. She's local. She knows the beat. She's covered everything about it Uh since long before they opened. She knows this place, and not just, like, creationism. She knows the economics of all of this. She has spoken to people in the community, so she knows how it's affecting nearby places. Okay. Okay, so she wrote an opinion piece, which is unusual for her. She wrote an opinion piece about Ark Encounter, and what she was saying is that it's kind of sad to see how much it's taking from the nearby community really? when it's not really giving anything back. And this has nothing to do with the beliefs. No, no. I mean, no. I'm pretty sure because she's a smart, intelligent person, she doesn't buy what they're selling. Sure. But in terms of just the pure, is this good for our city? Uh-huh. Is this good for our area? She's like, it's not. And here's specifically what she wrote. She said, you know, in a country founded by those trying to escape religious dogmatism who made separation of church and state a pillar of our society, this is the key part, it's very trying to see Kentucky's limited tax dollars being spent on this fundamentalist Disneyland.
1: What a line. Oh, my God. She also
0: said Ken Ham's hefty payouts that he got from Williamstown, the city it's in, Mm -hmm. and Grant County have yet to bear fruit. And this is her interest. Like, okay, fine, you're religious, whatever, doesn't matter to her, Mm. but we gave you all these tax breaks. What have you done for the community? Because if we're giving you all this money... Surely, I mean, maybe you're creating jobs. Maybe right. you're building up the businesses I mean, in the yeah, area. That's the idea. Bringing in
1: tourism, bringing yeah. in bodies. At least then you can make an argument.
0: And, All right, I guess. Let's talk about the theology. But sure. Okay, so Ham responded on Twitter by saying she is archophobic. That's a word he made up.
1: <laughs> and then he said, "I thought I had reached peak <laughs> fucking ham, and yet here he comes in with." Archophobic.
0: Archophobic. He then online he elaborated on this and he said, She's arguing we're not helping the economy, but we totally are.
1: And he backed that up with, <laughs> with statistics and yeah, numbers, no. right?
0: Linda Blackford spoke to a business owner who was like, who said after Ark Encounter opened, he had to shut down his business because no one's coming to his business. Ark Encounter didn't. What's his business? Uh I don't know. What do they sell in rural Kentucky? Huh. It doesn't matter. It shut down. Okay. So it doesn't exist. Ham's like, well, they shut down right when we opened, so we had nothing. Okay, whatever. I'm not arguing about that. Yeah,
1: which isn't unfair. That's a fair point.
0: Here's what Ken Ham said. He said, she's saying Williamstown isn't being helped. Here's Ken Ham. The actual city of Williamstown is half a mile off the interstate. Because it's not visible, Williamstown sees very few ARC visitors, plus there are no major hotels or restaurant chains here, unquote. Basically saying, like, well, Williamstown, the city that we're in is a shithole. Like, why would this city benefit from our... Wasn't that
1: their entire selling point? That is is
0: correct. We will help Williamstown. He's saying Dry Ridge, which is another city about 15 minutes away. Uh They're building hotels. They're building businesses. They're helped out. But But the city we're in, nothing.
1: There's no demonstrable incentive for them to build anything because you haven't shown that you can draw an audience. Right.
0: And it's not like people who are visiting Ark Encounter... The thought process is if you visit Ark Encounter, maybe then you're like, well, we got to go out to dinner now and you go somewhere local. Of course. And Ham's like, well, you don't have any good places here. And their argument is, well, you're not bringing in enough people to make it worthwhile to build a new place. Well,
1: And it's cyclical. And I would say that Ken Ham doesn't have... has a fair point. However... He got those tax breaks that were, I would at best, ill-deserved because of the religious nature of his thing and the fact that he wouldn't hire Mm non-Christians.
0: He said,
1: you should give us, I'm sorry, I've lost my voice. I've been screaming for three days. (coughs) I'll
0: help you out because we're going to talk about the tax money in a second. Oh, okay. But here's the second part of this. They have their Ark Encounter weekly. They do a show that we do here, Mm -hmm. except they talk about like conservative stuff. Uh, they have their answers show. They don't talk about creationism. The coloreds nothing are at happened. it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for that line to appear. Um, on we answers listen news. To it. What's it What's Answers it news. Answers news. Which is a paradox because there's nothing boring. news. Yep. Um, anyway, they said on that show they were ripping apart. This article in the paper, and they were saying it's full of just outright lies and misinformation, and rehashing this ridiculous, tired lie that taxpayer money was used to build the Ark Encounter, which we've said eight million times, it's not true.
1: Okay. That is
0: literally the quote that they said in the show.
1: And that is that they get just no really quick,
0: taxpayer money.
1: Is that true or false? That is false. Oh, my Let's God. Let's talk what? about a
0: couple. Here's what they're getting from taxpayer. They make it sound like, Unless, like, the state of Kentucky is just heaving over money right. that they didn't deserve, that no taxpayer money is involved. Here's what they're getting that could have benefited other people in Kentucky. Right. But I went to them. They get $1.825 million, up to that much, every year for the first 10 years of this place's existence as part of a tourism-related tax rebate. Okay. This was fought in court because they're discriminatory and they're hiring, but so they won. But they get be, nearly $2 million up to that.
1: To be clear, a tax rebate means they're getting tax money. right?
0: And their argument is, so well, I would argue we're only that getting would it be... if we sell tickets, if we sell merchandise. This is basically a rebate we're getting for bringing all that money into the economy, which... Could be a fine argument, except that is still tax money that Kentucky taxpayers had that they're getting back. It's a
1: fine argument, but like, let's not pretend you're not getting tax money for being there. That's what you're doing. And you wouldn't have been there if you weren't getting that tax rate. Go ahead.
0: Correct. The city of Williamstown, that they don't seem to have much love for, gave them $62 million in junk bonds to build their location there, saying like, (laughs) look, here's... Our soul, you can have it. Okay,
1: I've listened to so much Planet Money, I should know this, but you we should. jump on. I, could I bond.
0: couldn't explain that to you, don't ask me. Okay. They also got a deal that says, in a special district, uh, it's called the TIF District, like at the 800-acre region around the Ark, mm-hmm. they said, we will build our location here, but if, any, if we lead to an increase in property values uh-huh. in that 800-acre area, so house prices go up, because you got this hot new item right mm-hmm. here, they get seventy percent of any increase in property taxes over the next thirty years. Hmm. They get your property tax money that is gone up from when they built it. So
1: when, for 30 years. if they do make a profit, they get a cut. Yeah.
0: If the city like gets becomes like a more economically feasible place, like right. and everyone's trying to move there, they get a lot of that money. Okay. Two All the employees at Ark Encounter, mm-hmm. everyone, janitor, Ken Ham, whatever, 2% of their pre-tax salary goes back to Ark Encounter to help pay off their bonds and whatever. Mm-hmm. Their, the Grant County Industrial Authority gave them $175,000 in return because Ken Ham's people said the land we're buying here to build Ark Encounter on, it's overpriced. Like, give us back money so we don't get a shitty deal. So they gave them one hundred seventy-five dollars uh, the city gave Ken Ham's. That real like they
1: just negotiated down. Yeah,
0: they gave Ken Ham's real estate agent nineteen thousand dollars. They gave him a hundred acres of land for one dollar because you got to pay something. The state of Kentucky said, we will pay $10 million to do highway improvements to the exit ramp that leads to Ark Encounter to help you out with all the traffic you're going to get there. I've been there. There's no traffic (laughs) off the ramp. It's not that busy. So anyway, and by the way, remember that when the city... And Grant County said, Hey, pay us like 50 cents per ticket so we can buy more fire trucks. And yeah, they, they fought, fought against fought it. That, yeah. They eventually paid it, but like they fought it for it. anyway. The point is they get a ton of tax money. Okay, I'm done with this one. Uh, do you want to talk about something happier? Oh, sure. Sure. So Can't wait. yeah. Is it really happy? You will never know. Oh, Remember no. Joshua Harris? He, we talked about him last time. He is the purity culture "I kiss dating goodbye" yes, guy. Yes, yes, yes. He was getting separated from his wife, and yeah. purity culture doesn't work. We talked about this, I think, two weeks ago or something. Uh-huh. Um, he's back. He made another post out of nowhere. You may have missed this one because you were busy doing a wedding thing, yeah. and this was weird because first of all, I didn't think we would hear from him again for a while. Uh huh. No, he posted yeah, something he would, else like, on Instagram. Into
1: the background,
0: and he said one. I've heard a lot of gratitude and like I have gratitude for all the people that wrote back to me after I announced the separation. So thank you. I appreciate the love that people. Okay, fine. Whatever. (laughs) Then he says, the information that was left out of our announcement is that I have undergone a massive shift in regard to my faith in Jesus. The popular phrase for this is deconstruction. The biblical phrase is falling away. By all the measurements that I have for defining a Christian, I am not a Christian. Whoa! And and then there's two more paragraphs of stuff that doesn't matter. Oh, no, there is one more thing that matters. He added, um, I have lived in repentance for the past several years, partly because of all the shit he wrote back then. He says he's apologizing. Like, I'm sorry for all the shit Uh, I caused you. But I specifically want to add to this list now To the LGBTQ plus community, I want to say that I am sorry for the views that I taught in my books and as a pastor regarding sexuality. I regret standing against marriage equality for not affirming you and your place in the church and for any ways that my writing and speaking contributed to it, a culture of exclusion and bigotry. I hope you can forgive me and then other stuff that doesn't matter. So he's not anti-gay. And he's not even a Christian anymore. And then he wow. dropped the mic and now
1: he's disappeared. Wow.
0: So I, I have no idea how any of that contributed, if it did, to a separation. Maybe his wife's still a Christian and sure. this was the reason they fell apart. Who knows? I don't care. Like, that's between him and her. Um, but that is quite a surprise because he didn't just say, I was wrong about purity culture and all the feedback has helped me realize. And I not believe in this shit going, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He that's... didn't use the word atheist. You know, he just says I'm not a Christian. For all I know, that could mean he still believes in something. Yeah, He's one of those nuns.
1: But for him to say he's not a Christian is big. I think it's bigger than I left X church, which right. I think we hear a right. lot. Or like I disassociated with this church, which just means I'm not that brand. But I'm not a Christian anymore is a huge step. Which,
0: by the way, like this, he didn't say this. I'm saying this. That also means like... There was a there was a place in evangelical that evangelical world where someone like Josh could have said, "Look, I used to say this about purity culture, but I was wrong, and I want to tell you my story about what I believe now and why I still think it's biblical." And he could have done a lot of he could have gotten books with that. There is a Christian appetite for those books. Uh-huh. There's an appetite for speakers in churches who talk about sex in a a relatable way like that. And he's the poster boy for that. Uh But now he's basically saying like, nope, like he's cutting himself off from that too, which whether he did that on purpose or not, like, wow, he really is cutting his ties Uh with evangelical Christianity and Christianity in general. So that's a big deal. One of the things that happened, I don't have this in front of me, is that there was a guy who actually wrote a book that uh, talked about, that was pro-abstinence. That was anti-gay. He was a, a Baptist pastor. And he actually said, Joshua Harris wrote the foreword to my book. I have asked my publishers to remove the foreword from this book really, uh, for all future editions like he's doing the big thing here. Uh, Which is weird because it suggests that like, what? He's a different person now? Your forward from a decade ago must go. Yeah. Like, dude, he's not Harvey Weinstein. Relax. Right. (laughs) You could have just added another page saying, look, Josh has had a shift in thinking. Right. But here's why I still think I'm right. You could have done that. But he's like, no, I want nothing to do with him.
1: Cool, Christian Man, forgiveness Christian cancel
0: culture. <laughs> there you go. So surprising. I wonder what happens from here. I don't know. But a lot of Christians who are like, he said, what about purity? He's no longer about purity culture. Whoa, that's, that's kind of weird. Whoa, he's getting a divorce? Yeah. I don't know about this guy. Now they're really upset with
1: him. Where is he, live? Where is he located? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know where he is I now. He'll
1: come on the show. Our Not show? Not yet. Oh, yeah. He's probably still afraid of the A word. Yeah. Asshole, because I call everybody an Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that but, wasn't a very good joke. You guys deserve better from me. I'm so tired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope he does talk eventually. He won't talk to me, I'm sure. But like, I hope he talks to somewhere because I'm so curious. I'm so curious what leads him to say he's not a Christian. Is it all the... Feedback he got about being wrong about purity and Uh. abstinence, or did he pick up a book about atheism somewhere and he's like, "Yep, that makes more sense." I'm so curious what that journey is for him because he didn't talk about the journey. Mm -hmm. He just said the end result is I'm not a Christian, then leaves. (laughs) Like, dude, what happened to you? Wild story. Because again, when uh, no one's doubting his Christian resume. Uh-huh. And when someone like that says I'm an atheist, that's not Kirk Cameron saying, hey, I used to be an atheist. It's like, dude, you just never yeah. thought about religion. Yeah, exactly. exactly you are not right. one of us.
1: Exactly right. Uh, but
0: no one's doubting this guy's Christianity. And for him to say yeah. that, now I'm really He's curious. got
1: the bona fides. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. I, I wish the best for him, though. I hope he's like right? finding happiness somewhere. I,
0: I hope so, too. Okay, you're going to love this one.
1: There's like love a Greek, it ironically, or
0: you're gonna laugh your ass off. Okay, there is a Greek Orthodox bishop. Uh-huh. Uh, good luck with his name. It's Neophytus Masuras of the Church of Cyprus. So this guy, this Greek Orthodox,
1: uh, I say his name again, please,
0: Bishop Neophytus That's
1: It's pretty dope name. Uh-huh. He says, I love it. Uh huh. He Neophytus.
0: He said he knows where gay people come from. He knows it. He knows the answer to what causes the gay. I
1: know this is a trick question, but is it a uterus?
0: (laughs) Nope.
1: Okay. It's very
0: much not a uterus. Okay. The way, the reason kids turn out to be gay, Uh it happens. Here's the exact words. It happens when the couple has sex while the woman is pregnant and the sex is unnatural, which is his way of saying if a pregnant woman has anal sex that is transmitted to the child and it turns out gay. (laughs) So no uterus involved whatsoever.
1: What the fuck are you talking about? I repeat,
0: the religious bishop here says, when a pregnant woman has anal sex, that transfers over to the child. And that's how gay, that's how it happens. Oh, the comments! I'm oh, the comments.
1: Speechless.
0: People, when wanted... a
1: pregnant woman has anal sex,
0: that d- does the, the penis, genes. Does transfer. the penis
1: poke her in the woo like, yes. in the uterus and... in such a way <laughs> that it it pushes the gay button.
0: It does, <laughs> right? And exactly, and it, the genes alter. I assume, sure, 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 in the developing fetus, uh-huh. and it turns on one of the LGBTQ genes. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: but which one like doesn't make him trash? He did not answer make, um,
0: he did not explain bi- the biology of this, um, maybe bisexuality is caused by both parents enjoying the act. who knows what causes lesbians? No one knows I have an important
1: question, yes, what does if a if a pregnant woman pegs her husband, what does that cause?
0: Then he gets the fetus, oh oh, and I don't know how it works from there.
1: So you so. got a junior situation.
0: <laughs> that's right. Do
1: you know that reference?
0: <laughs> Isn't that Arnold Schwarzenegger? It is. Or something? Oh my god! I'm so Look proud of you. I know.
1: I was really just doing that for the listeners because I figured <laughs> that would go so far over your head we wouldn't even consider talking about it. Yep. Um, wow. What Ooh. kind of sex
0: produces bishops like this? No one knows either. Oh, that's pretty funny. So anyway, that is a serious thing. Somebody. Hey, said. Hey,
1: Hammett. Yo. What's the context of those comments? There's like, no was he context. given a? Ser- but like, was he given like a sermon? Or was he just like blogging?
0: Here's all I know from the article <laughs> <Shit> in question. <laughs> during his speech in June, which just went online now, during his speech in June to a group of people, the bishop said there is an old saint who made mention of the issue in his writings, and he was passing along what this dude said. Which I'm pretty sure that dude did not say this.
1: No, I. Because I reckon no one not. says this. But there you go. What a you know what you think. Week after week, you think you've heard, like, the wildest, dumbest thing a religious figure could say. That is not only nonsensical, but, like, sir, nobody asked... Sir, this is an It's Like, nobody <laughs> asked you. That is... That's a lot for me to actually take in right now in my present yes. state. I I know it.
0: Okay, I'll give you a happier story or a weirder story. stop thinking story. about it.
1: No, stop it, nope, Jessica. No, stop thinking go. about it. Wait, quick story. Can oh I tell God. you a quick story? Yesterday, so I was um, conducting the ceremony. <laughs> I haven't just scribbled at the timestamp because he knows I'm about to go up. <laughs> I was conducting the ceremony. And it, the thing I was most nervous about, this is my third wedding that I've done, so I wasn't like, super nervous, and I'm not, like, I'm fine public speaking, that's no problem for me, but I was holding the microphone and, like, my binder of stuff, there's no podium, so I was just kind of, like, nervous about all that. I forgot that I get also very emotional all the time, (laughs) and I thought I was going to be okay, and at one point, like, I started to lose it a little bit, um, and (laughs) and I put the microphone down, I think something else is going on, like, somebody was speaking or something, and I sometimes talk to myself in the third person, and I said, Get it together, Jessica. And my friend was like, I totally fucking heard that on the mic. (laughs) (laughs) He was the only one who heard it. Oh, my God. But I was just... It it was just very emotional. It was just a very good wedding. It was at... By the way, if you're getting married in Chicago, Firehouse in Chicago is fucking dope. The people who ran the thing were great. Like, it was... Incredible! I'm d- I'm I'm not dumb. I'm going to keep bringing it up. I also I got so drunk at the after party that I had to weaken at Bernie's him. I was like oh, holding him up by the collar and feeding him water. I was a God. very Wait, good your son. brother? No, 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 oh. no, not my brother. My brother's like former roommate or something. Like it was excellent. It was. Nice. I mean, don't over don't over consume, you guys. It's very dangerous. White but, people
0: weddings seem fun.
1: Oh uh, yeah! At one point, he just like went boneless, and I was. <laughs> <laughs> White people weddings are extremely fun. I would recommend it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Target, that store, Target.
1: Yeah, that's where I bought everything I'm wearing. There
0: you go. For some reason, a couple weeks ago, in some stores, I don't think it was everywhere, I saw on Twitter and Facebook the atheist that I tend to follow, Uh people started posting like, I found this at Target and it was a throw pillow, Uh small little pillow with the word humanist on it. It's, it almost oh, looks like I, little tiny jewels spelling out the word humanist. Yeah, I did
1: see it because somebody tagged me on Twitter to see if I would make one, but I don't. There you go. I mean, maybe um, with a
0: little period at the end, which I don't really know what the period means, but humanist period. Um, it's a
1: very minimalist thing to do. It, it's is like yes. end single. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah.
0: So humanist lumbar throw pillow, cream gray, cream gray from their room essentials brand, and so it was there for like a couple of weeks, and like the more I saw. Like, if you post it on Facebook, the comments are like, oh, my God, where did you get that? I want that. Yeah. Like, it's not that expensive. I'll buy it. And so people started buying it. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, like, first of all, just to be clear, is that a random product? Yes. Because they don't have throw pillows with Christianity on them. Uh, My theory, which is based on nothing, is that someone thought humanism sounded like, I love humanity, so they thought it would be a good idea. And I would then, share that sort of. And then they found out it was like secular humanism was the implication. And they're like, oh, that no. That is wild. I feel I like don't the designers
1: that, at Target like, go through enough. Okay, <laughs> so um, I I, I'm going, going through Target's website right now. And I yeah. just Googled humanist pillow.
0: It's not there. I do
1: not see it, but That's I do see right. one that says... Raised on Sweet Teen Jesus, which I must own immediately. <laughs> well. It's so my brand. Let's
0: talk about why it's not on their website anymore. Because this have they, week. So they've
1: addressed, it, addressed it,
0: it? 100% disappeared from their website. Uh-huh. People who had it in their online shopping carts and tried to order it, it, it told them, like, no, you can't have it. There's also
1: a pillow that says "no problema."
0: That is not humanist, though.
1: No, it's not. It's also fifty-two dollars. Take it easy, Target. Okay, go ahead. There
0: was no explanation. They did not acknowledge it. They won't acknowledge that the product existed. And this is this is where it got weird. There were maybe a couple stores that maybe had a couple on the shelves, Uh so people snatched them up. Fine, but like they refuse to answer what the deal is with this pillow. I have emailed Target, and they they responded at first. Like I'm like, hey, I like this pillow. Tell me more about it. The response from Target is, what pillow? I'm like, this one. This
1: pillow has been dead and for then, 50 years. And then they
0: stopped responding to me. And then I'm like, hey, why isn't this pillow available anymore? Then they didn't respond to that. On Twitter, uh, Target's like, oh, DM us if you have questions. So I DM them, like, where did this pillow go? And they <laughs> said, uh, let me quote you. Um, they told me on... Twitter. Um, We don't have any information to provide on your inquiry. Like not even a, yeah we took it down it was limited run we we didn't want it but like they just this won't acknowledge like when, that it existed when
1: teenagers got pregnant in the sixties like <laughs> we don't even acknowledge they exist anymore they just get sh- spirited get away
0: some people when they asked customer service at Target like hey where's this pillow yeah. I wanted this pillow they were told we got complaints about it so we removed it
1: interesting but it's not
0: like there's even like Do crazy I the activist I we should check. Like You're it's not until like 11, activist which is mommy. A thing I know for some reason. You're going to bed right after this. <laughs> it's it's not so like tired. the conservative Christians had some petition against it. Like it wasn't offensive.
1: I mean the fact that Who's it only came on our radars after it disappeared yeah. says a lot for like how under the radar it was. Right.
0: So uh I don't know what's weird to me is not that they took it down. I honestly think the story is they didn't realize it was religious context and they're like, Oh no. You and they think? pulled it. I think that's what Maybe it I'm is. too
1: deep in this, like that I cannot imagine anybody's because I mean I think secular humanism is something but I think people often describe themselves as a humanist in a way of like, I believe in people. Like I, I think yeah. people use it in kind of a generic All term. The more which is fine. To like it makes the pillow, sense. then. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe I'll start making a humanist crustage or something. If
0: someone works at Target and can ask around, oh, let me know what's yeah. going on because I would love to know.
1: I'll ask the cashier next <laughs> time when they're selling me my box of wine. <laughs> I know. I got
0: okay. One last story that has nothing to do with Trump or this administration.
1: Does that mean there's going to be more? There's
0: one story about it. Okay. But here's this story. We found this book from Focus on the Family because they're they have a publisher. They put out Christian books. Yeah. And one of the books they sent an email about recently was written by a woman named Tina Konkin. She is a marriage counselor. And the title was, uh, the subtitle is How to Save Your Marriage After Infidelity. Uh So someone has an affair. It's like, how do you go on? Which is an important topic. Fine. I I want a marriage counselor to write that book, right? So fine. Here's what she writes in, according to the book's description. I just
1: feel like the fact that you're bringing it up on the show does not. You know, there's well a reason.
0: This is the description that, like, they wrote to promote the book. Tina Konkin, I guess this happened to her personally, so she's writing from experience. She
1: was cheated on, or she cheated. Cheated on. Okay.
0: And so she's writing from experience, and her husband had an affair with her best friend. So she writes. That's gotta hurt. Um, in the description. God immediately asked Tina, the woman in question, God immediately asked Tina this question. What role did you play in this, Tina? That question and Tina's willingness to answer it led to a restored, renewed marriage that was even better than ever before.
1: So, here's what I'm hearing, and listen. Yeah. I could be hearing it wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Lord knows, I hope I do. I am hearing it wrong. Homeboy cheats on his wife. Yes. And instead of him being introspective and trying to figure out what made him stray or what he's not finding in his relationship, his wife did all of the emotional labor. Yes. And blamed herself?
0: With God's help, let me read you an excerpt from this book.
1: I have to go to bed.
0: I could choose to stay in a victim mode, blaming everything. Can we
1: talk about this for one second? <laughs> I'm sorry. I literally had moved the microphone away from me because I was so fucking over this story. Can we talk about people com- saying like, I'm not going to be the victim. You don't get to choose whether you're a victim or not. And being a victim does not imply weakness. If I got shot in the face, I'm a victim of gun violence. It doesn't mean I'm like not like emotionally strong enough to like overcome it and like and yeah i can use gun violence survivor or whatever but a victim is not a bad thing victims are what happen when you have assholes doing assholery
0: all right so here's the excerpt i could choose to stay in a victim mode blaming everything on my husband and the other woman or
1: like the two parties that did the thing
0: Or I could decide to shed the victim cloak and start exploring my part in this mess. It was time for me to look at all the negative stuff I'd dragged into my marriage.
1: Stuff is where she landed?
0: Dot, dot, dot. The way out of this mess wouldn't include blaming my husband or friend. For his actions. There was a Christian uh, writer, a separate one, who responded on Twitter, who saw this excerpt and saw the description... And what she told our website is she's like, you know, a marriage can only start healing if the cheating spouse first repents. That's always the first step. Uh Um, Because unless that person repents, you're never going to get anywhere. Um, And it's contributing. I think she was talking about this book. It contributes to this culture where women are blamed for their husband's actions. Like this book. Yeah. This book ain't helping. Uh, And this book, again, endorsed by Focus on the Family, who they're known for the anti-gay stuff. But beyond that, literally, the thing they want to be known for, that James Dobson is known for, is like, here's how you keep the family strong. And here's this book that we are endorsing with the worst advice Um, on how to deal
1: with it. I have a hypothetical. Yes. Do you think that if this if somebody read this book and then a wife cheated on her husband, would they do the same thing of, well, he needs to revisit what's going on in his life and what caused his wife to stray? Or do you think it's just like, Women, it's your fault if you cheat, and it's your fault if you get cheated on.
0: I know where you're going with it. It's a, like, it's a good question, and I, I know what you're getting at with the sexist aspect of that. I don't think they would even acknowledge the possibility that a woman would do such a thing.
1: Oh, that's interesting. You know?
0: So I, I take issue with the premise of that question.
1: Okay, that's fair. No, that's really fair.
0: But I, it's a fair point. Um, so anyway, that's a real book that exists Um,
1: can I burn one? Like, I don't want to buy it. I don't want to give her money. Yeah. I just want to like run into a Christian bookstore and like throw that book into the sun.
0: I hear you. Um, Last story uh, for you. So this is a Trump related one this week. Maybe you missed this. Uh, William Barr, the attorney general decided, we are going to resume the death penalty again
1: at the federal yeah, level. Yeah, no, that was right? that was before I went underwater okay. for 3 days. That, so, that was like a week and a half ago and it infuriates yeah. me and the context with which it's happening is nothing short of alarming because they're trying to push immigration issues closer to like
0: to the thing that could be penalized by the death by penalty. Death, yeah.
1: What are Hey guys, what the fuck are we doing? If we
0: call Antifa a terrorist organization. Holy, you know what I fucking mean? Fucking
1: Christ! So. What is happening? Like, I every day, I just think like this must be an elaborate bit that conservatives are doing because they're victimized. Like, did you see? Was it Tommy Lauren maybe or one of the yeah. one of those who is like? If you if you um, bring your kid over 2,000 miles, you're not only a criminal, you're a shitty parent. Right. And somebody was like, don't tell her about Exodus.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, and don't tell her about, you know, Jesus and uh-huh. Mary and, and Joseph. And the pilgrims. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or Fuck. the alternative of that is if you're a refugee who's running somewhere 2,000 miles or whatever it is with your child to give them a better life... You're you're an amazing parent because you're risking your life to save your kids. These people
1: okay. are nightmares. But you're
0: trying to find logic in a Tammy Laura. Because I
1: need to. This is the only way I can like function with the world is like to elite even if I disagree with it. I need to mentally put myself in a place like, okay, this is how they are seeing they are seeing this framed differently than me. But like I don't think they
0: are. I think it's just a game of what can I say to anger liberals the most, and it doesn't have to have any logical I, sense like, to I it. I guess
1: that's where I lose it because, like, what? Like, really? What? You're you're demonizing hundreds and thousands of people. To what end? To own the libs? Yes, like, yes. Why? To what end? Like, what are the they h- gaining? Are they just, like, world-class trolls?
0: Yes. It's their entire. But it's thing. people's this life. This is why you don't get like conservative daily shows because the whole joke is, "Ha ha, we made them angry." There's no thought that goes into that. There's no. There's I no guess humor. That's my is, I cannot their joy accept, comes from your anger.
1: I just cannot accept that premise of like your entire existence is to antagonize somebody else. That does not feel... Like, maybe it is for like trolls or even Tommy Lauren, but like fucking Lindsey Graham? Like, what the fuck are you doing, my dude?
0: He gets happy when you get angry. Cool. It I'm angry all joy. the time.
1: Congrats, Lindsay.
0: That's why he always has a smile on his face.
1: I could light up the fucking sun with the amount of anger that's in my body at all times. It's exhausting. I don't want to do so this So as anymore. we were saying... No, I want to yell more. No. Bar.
0: William Barr has five executions scheduled now over the next two years. Oh my
1: God. His mom must be so proud of him.
0: <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, and this is the point that different people brought up. William Barr is a Catholic. The Catholic Church says the death penalty is wrong. <laughs> like, like he
1: gives a fuck if something disagrees with him. That's where
0: I'm going oh, with this. Fuck all this shit. Pope Francis a couple of years ago actually called for the global abolition of the death penalty. He said, and he said it well. Um, he said that the death penalty. Uh, I'm missing the thing here. <laughs> he said a just and necessary punishment must never exclude the dimension of hope and the goal of rehabilitation. He basically said, it's barbaric. We are pro-life. We do not care about the death. We don't do the death penalty. He called the death penalty, this is the Pope, an attack on the inviolability and dignity of the person. Like, well, you cannot do this. Okay, so the thing they said is, William Barr's a Catholic. How dare he say yes to the death penalty? And the argument is... I don't care that the Catholic church says the death penalty is wrong. This is one of the things the Catholic church is right about, but I don't want William Bard making, doing the right thing because the Catholic church happens to fall a certain way on it. Like he's doing the wrong thing for all the wrong reasons, but I, it wouldn't make me feel that much better if he said, I really wanted the death penalty, but you know, the Catholic church makes my decisions for me. So I'm not going to do it. Like, Slightly better, but still not better. Like, don't do it. I don't get the argument people are making that Uh, this is um, a hypocrisy of some sort. I don't want to making any decisions based on uh, Catholic doctrine. Yes,
1: I agree with you, and I do understand. However, I think people who subscribe to any particular religion use that as their framework of morality, right? Like, whether we like it or not, that's how people do it. And you can't, like, crawl inside somebody's brain and and say, is this person anti-death penalty because they're Catholic or they happen to be Catholic and anti-death penalty. What is alarming is when people are saying, okay, well, we, William Barr has presented us who he is, right? He says, I'm Catholic. And in so doing he's, that means there's implications, right? He is probably anti-abortion. He's probably homophobic as fuck. He probably is okay with priests raping children. Like those are the things we know about him as a Catholic. I'm sorry if any of my sister-in-law's Catholic family is listening. Um, but when they then break away from at least one of the like one of the governing tenets of that, something that's supposed to keep him moral and kind and not cruel, then fucking what? So like you're just going to keep the worst parts of Catholicism and like go away with anything that's even resembling something dignified or or civilized like it's. Garpet. like, this man has no moral compass. And so to pretend that he is pulling from some religion that I don't necessarily agree with, but at least there's, at least they have beliefs. At least they have yeah, positive morals. Yeah, this guy morals. does not have
0: principles.
1: They're they a principle. Like, my I went to, my um, mother-in-law um, was uh, was born in a refugee camp in Germany uh, during World War II. Uh, her whole family, she's the youngest of six, her whole family came over here, um, eventually to Chicago, and... Um, as refugees. And when they came to Chicago, they were a Polish family. The Polish were not particularly well received um, in in the 50s, 40s and 50s when they came over. And the Catholic Church gave them a community. They gave them both emotional and financial support and allowed them to thrive. There are positive things about the church that you would assume somebody who's in a position of power is at least taking hints from but this man is just using the cross as a shield so that we can't fucking criticize him
0: that's the same thing the rest of the administration is doing with christianity They're just saying monsters. hey we're one of you we're evangelical we are conservative christians oh by the way just look away at this kid who's in a cage don't worry about it they
1: are monsters to a person and i frankly am i've always been proud and glad of this show I am happy that we will have a record that maybe I have maybe I'm not doing enough right now maybe I could be doing more but at least we have our voices to say like we see this it's like the 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 um Icelandic glacier thing that we talked about last week I want our words to be here to say we see this happening we are trying to stop it like we're not oblivious we're not unaware we see this and it fucking sucks and like i don't know i don't have money to donate right now i have some time that i'm trying to give where i can like it just i don't know what to like what do we do i don't know why it's the death penalty that's like triggering my like existential hopelessness right now or maybe it's the fact that i've slept like 6 hours in the last 2 days <laughs> all of those things can be true oh fuck i don't They're know pro
0: life they're so pro-life. they Did I make something approaching
1: a point in there? I'm sure
0: you did somewhere okay. in there. That's all I, I got. I want you guys to Let's know that whenever week. I
1: go off on a rant, Hemant picks up his phone immediately and is like tuned the fuck out.
0: <laughs> I'm just making sure I got all my bases nope,
1: covered. No, nope, no, no. He knows. All he knows I'll vamp for another five to six minutes. <laughs> 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 we'll talk more uh, next week when you are arrested.
0: Yeah. and this, when I got was more. Was this a short one? No, it wasn't. Oh, it's okay.
1: kind of episode. Cool. It's all good. Um...
0: Where do you we find you? can follow
1: me on Twitter at Blueberry. I'm so sorry. My voice sounds like a.
0: You can follow her at Blueberry. Like a 13 year old her boy. Etsy shop is bitches get stitched done. Correct. You can email us at FriendlyAtheistPodcast at gmail.com. Go to mm-hmm. patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you to new people. We will get your names up here soon. Yay. Okay. And we'll see you next week.
1: Hey, congratulations, Kevin and Maggie. I love you both very much.
0: Happy wedding. Bye. Bye.